When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Blog Talk Radio. Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples won, son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave Reaction to what I tried to do A rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on Bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for Weekend Pat him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Spooks to herd and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend indeed. And I take it seriously. Oh, hear me now. For the truth gets drowned out by a demigod flexing. A demigod flexing. history
seriously. Greetings, everyone. You're listening to Myron White by way of Truth to Power. My name is Beverly D. And uh, Myron Rice will be talking about public trustee and other things. If you have questions, comments, opinions, call in, and the call-in number is 323-642-1586. And no one is giving professional advice. We're just giving opinions only. Mr. Rice, how are you doing this evening? Oh, we're well, healthy, a little cool, but it's, it's only, I'm all right. Waiting to hear what what folks out there are going to tell us, what we need to know. Call in, people. This is supposed to be a back-and-forth thing, not a one-way situation here, not just what Mr. Rice says, but I need some other ways of skinning this cat. I assume we all want want to be free of our debts and obligations and liability, and I swear the more I look into it, the more I see that all the liabilities are on the public trustees. This is why we're talking about public trustees today. And what are they? Who are they? Uh, We have some that works for us. They are our employees. And we have those that we have contracts with as as a contractor. And I guess we need to know who's who is what and how we need to address these people who are, again, they're all under bankruptcy. At least we are now. I've been hearing stories that may we may not be in bankruptcy soon, but, you know, seeing is believing. Right. When that happens, then I'll be, I'll be good. Um, the fact is that under the uh, House uh, Department of Justice, that you can go there and type in uh, Chapter 11 guidelines. And as public trustees, they are also known as debtors in possession. Debtors in possession. These are those public trustees that keep telling you what they're going to do and not going to do, and, and you believe in it because you keep acting like a two-dimensional a birth certificate them, you haven't took the position of age of majority as an owner, as a creditor, the things where they work for you instead of you working for them. That that seemed to be a, a short uh, version of what I've been seeing happen out there. You know, uh, this I I'm in trouble. I can't pay my debt. I'm going to jail. I'm in jail. I, you know, the, you again, you are not personalizing it, being that you're a man and woman. You can't be a man, a real man and woman in jail. You are not noted as being in jail. They can't put breathing real people. But what you did do is step yourself down from a three-dimensional man and woman to a two-dimensional piece of paper that says birth certificate. That is all that this de facto debtors in possession, uh, public trustees, that is the only reference they have that they can deal with. They can only deal with that two-dimensional P. 
piece of paper. So people, until you get away being that two-dimensional piece of paper and become a three-dimensional man and woman and stand up to your, with, you know, with your own responsibility or what you have to do as a man or what you have to do as a woman, because uh, the debts that's out there, the things that you claim you owe, has been prepaid. It's already paid for. You can't owe anything. There's no such thing as a debt. There's no money. So how can people be in jail when there is no money? Because you... And I think... I, th- I think, Mr. Rice, people people might be able to um, understand the court system a little better if they look at it as a bank, as walking, you know, dealing with a bank instead of dealing with uh, a court system. Because if you look at it, it's only financial institution that talks about bonds. Yes. So that kind of gives and you the, a clue right there that it's a financial institution because that's what they that's what they deal in bonds. Yeah, and and they created a performance bond, and a performance bond is what has your charge on there and the cost. And if you don't say I want to take care of it, if you don't say I want to dismiss it, I'm going to handle it, I'm I'm going to set it off, then you are considered in default. You go in a default and you get a default judgment which eventually puts you in jail. That is the whole point. They want you in default so they can have you off the street, laid up as a two-dimensional piece of paper telling you when to get up, what to eat, when to go to bed, control. Because you didn't know that you have a very rich Uncle Sam that you did not know how to ask for the funds to pay all your debts. All your debts. They talk about, and you know, not getting our way off the subject, all these Moors is in there, in, in prison. And I hear a lot of them in there. And the stories I hear is that uh, I was I came in the world kicking and crying, and, and I didn't give myself, you know, excuse me, because you were kicking and crying, someone had to take care of you. You couldn't take care of yourself. You couldn't sign nothing. So if you depended on someone when you was a baby, and you really haven't done anything to show that there's been any kind of a growth, well, that's why you behind bars. You you have to show there's a growth in you that you quit you and one day you just quit kicking and crying and you just stood up as a, a three dimensional man instead of that two dimensional birth certificate. If you are in jail, you are in jail because you are a two dimensional birth certificate. So you could go change your name if you want to change your name, but you are in jail under the birth certificate. You're not in jail because of that name you changed that you didn't give any money to. You're in jail because of that two-dimensional birth certificate that you call yourself getting away from instead of learning how to control it, how to use it. It's unlimited, unlimited, unalienable rights, unalienable funds. You, there is, 
nothing you can't do once you learn to control that two-dimensional birth certificate. You don't become the birth certificate. You control it. You are an insider. Under the Federal Bankruptcy Act of 1978, under the definition, under uh, Section 11, definition of well, insider, that's the person who control the debtor. An insider is a person that controls the debtor. Insolvent means you can't pay the debt, and nobody can. The real man, the real woman didn't get no funds. We have no funds. All we have is smarts. So use it, folks. Use those smarts and pay the debt. You know, I've been talking about the last few weeks, people calling me from jail, and I'm saying, you made a mistake. And there are rules, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure 60B, Canon Laws, Article 142, mistake. You made a mistake by not getting full disclosure when you went to court, and somehow you became, you walked in as a three-dimensional beneficiary, but you went out handcuffed as a two-dimensional birth certificate. So, is is that echoing from you? No, I I don't hear an echo. Oh, I do. I hear a little background talking. Anyhow, that's eventually that's the bottom line. And the bottom line is that the judge is a, a banker. He's a broker. So a broker means that they can take those bonds and convert it into money. That's what a broker does. He takes bonds and he converts it into cash or credit or whatever they want. And you are holding, whether you ran away from it or not, you are probably still in possession. If you're not, you need to be in possession of the birth certificate. It is a certificate that is on what? It's on what kind of paper? Bonded. Bonded paper. The birth certificate is on bonded paper. A bond is an insurance policy. All certificate, all goods under UCC 9303, uh, Michigan MCL 440.9303, all goods have certificates of title. Goods with certificate of titles. Your car is a good. Your body is a good to them. Your house are good. There are certificate of titles, and they're on bonded paper. If they're not on bonded paper, like your driver's license and your voter's registration and those things, they're worth money too. So, but you can copy them. Copy them. On bonded paper, you can copy the front and the back of your Social Security card on bonded paper. You could copy your driver's license front and back if you got something on the back of it, you know, some kind of, I don't know, where they they put um, some kind of privilege or whatever you have, you know, on the back of it. Front and back on bonded paper. Voter's registration card. You could copy it on bonded paper. So all this is to say that 
you have ability of having certificates. They have to give you something to protect yourself because they took the people gold May the 1st of 1933. They took the people's gold and if they didn't give you a remedy, if they didn't give you a way out of whatever they say, the liability that they claim that you owe, if they didn't give you the liability, they didn't give you the remedy, they'd be, they'd be committing treason on the American people. It would be treason. You know, how are you going to sit there and take somebody's money and then tell them that they owe you something? What, did, what, did, what do they have to pay you with? You took it. So they have to, they gave us something. And I, I'm trying to get you all to realize you have something in your possession. You have certificate. When you graduated, you got a high school certificate, diploma. It's a certificate. You know, if you went to college and you graduated, didn't you get some kind of diploma or some kind of certificate? It wasn't the diploma that got you to graduate from college. It's the fact that they put it in their newspaper or newsletter or magazine stating that you graduated. Anything that's publicized. Go ahead. And 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 our birth certificate. I mean our uh, graduation certificates. They on bonded paper. So. I got a student loan, people. I got a student loan, and I can't pay it. They're garnishing me for my student loan. Well, who's the fool? You have money. You have a diploma that's on bonded paper. (laughs) And what's a bond? Insurance. That's it. The bottom line of bond is insurance. You have insurance. They had to give you something for that student loan liability that was put on you. This is what they do for the people. The people have these certificates. What is a certificate? It is a secured interest. You have a security interest in whatever they hold as being debtors in possession. They are in possession of something, whether it's a title, whether it's a your promissory note, whether it's your signature. So they're in possession of these things. And with that possession, they are required, when you go and look at that uh, Chapter 11 guideline, they have to have for the accounts, while you still have an account with them, they have to have an FDIC insurance to protect the account. They, But they also say that they must have a surety bond on every single contract. What is a surety bond? It is your social security. They take money out of your social security to create a bond to protect them. So they protect themselves with surety bonds. You are protected with certificate of titles on bonded paper. And what are you doing with your car and your, your diploma, you you file it. You put it in a picture frame. I mean, duh. <laughs> you know? you can put, that, put, that, your, put your funds on the fireplace, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, you, you, we're talking, this is used. This could be used to pay off any debt. Find a broker and take the bond in, and I need you to cash it in three days or take it to court. 
cashing it in three days. Or give it, if you don't know what to do, what is a public uh, trustee? He works for you. These people are bankrupt. They still have a, and I want to change the name here. From now on, we won't say public trustee. We're going to say fiduciary trustee. That's what they are. They have a fiduciary duty to you. For those people who the IRS is coming after you, and they're going to go to your employee and tell your employee to garnish your check to pay some kind of IRS bill, don't argue with the IRS. Go to your employee. Excuse me. You have a fiduciary duty to me, not the IRS. You think you're scared of them. Wait till you take some money out of my check. You're going to get sued. I'm serious, people. You have control. That W-4 where you gave permission to take money out of your check, so, you know, Social Security, federal, state. Uh, I have one guy in our group, uh, W-4-T. It is a W-4 removal, termination, terminated. Nothing gets taken out of his check. So one little item, what, $17 medical bill, he wants that. So no, no big deal. But no, no state, no FDIC, no federal. You want more money? You want more money? Then go look at that W-4-T and give it to your fiduciary trustee. They are your fiduciary trustee, and they can't take funds out of your check without your permission, and the majority of of us, without the knowledge and without uh, ignorance of education, we didn't know that we didn't have to fill out a W-4 in the first place. So you could terminate it. I had this guy who tell me, actually this week, a few days ago, he was talking to someone at the Social Security and they'll probably be a very knowledgeable person and told him, oh, you can't terminate and liquidate your Social Security. Oh, my God. But they God. don't know. They, no. they just gate They don't know. You shouldn't even be talking to them about that. Well, I guess it was someone that he bumped into, ran into, something he went down there for, and this person over the counter is telling him something that you can't terminate because I guess he asked a question about it. you can't excuse right. me who putting the money in that social security who has been putting money in that social security you have how someone gonna tell you what you put in there you can't take out you can't withdraw because social security never paid one damn bill not one of your bills Social Security Trust did not do that. Your birth certificate paid all your bills. So what's Social Security doing, people? It's collecting all this money, and these people are getting, and I say the Congress created it because the Congress is collecting maintenance fees for Social Security that you can't even use until you were 69, 65, whatever. And what I hear in a few years, because everyone's putting money in there, you know, they 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 ready to drop it. they ready to get rid of it. If the money changes over and everything we're hearing about recycling, all these benefits, because they say it's a benefit. Social Security is a benefit. Well, that means someone is giving it to you 
for a just cause, but it doesn't mean that they can't change their mind. Thank you. And I know some people have been very disappointed in people who was nice to them at first, and later on they just went doggy on them. They became treacherous, sneaky. You know, it's it's, it's getting stabbed in the back. So why, for folks who think they want their Social Security when they get older, well, uh, excuse me, 65 and you're 30, what makes you think you're going to live to 65? Excuse me. Why would, if you're 40, 50, what makes you think you're going to live to 65? So uh, when you die, you didn't get a, really, you never got a penny of it. Not a penny. Oh, yeah, it might get get filtered down to your children who don't know nothing anyway, and they get a few hundred dollars. Well, how much money did you put in that Social Security from the first day you got a job when you were 13, 14 and worked at McDonald's? And, you know, how many years have you been putting in money in Social Security and they haven't paid one penny of anything that you've done in your life? Not a thing have they paid out in your life. Get rid of it. And get it lump sum. It might be so much money you don't you can quit working at McDonald's. You could quit working and learn how to be an investor, how to put your money overseas, buy you some gold with that with those funds. But don't put it in an American bank. Oh man, nineteen thirty-three, oh everybody had their gold in the bank and their vault and they thought they had it down until they said, I'm sorry. We on holiday. We can't open the bank door. You can't come and get your gold. In the meanwhile, since we have your gold already, we are now going to give you Federal Reserve notes. In that, I mean, I would have been crying. I would have been crying. My gold, I can't even get to. May the first of nineteen thirty-three, when they did the bankruptcy. Can you imagine? If you have a bank account even now and you needed money and you went down there and they told you, oh, we on holiday, you can't get any money out of your account, what would your what would your head be at? Where would your head be at when if someone came and told you that? Social Security, oh, it's great. But you know, what if it and I heard two thousand two what if it shuts down? When they say, what man giveth, man could take it away, okay? If we don't know anything else, you better believe that line. If you don't believe nothing else, believe that line, because these are some greedy people. They are not even Americans. These are judges and attorneys who took an oath of office to the city of London, to the Queen, to the Vatican, and you don't mean a thing to them, not a thing. And you sitting there running and looking for an attorney to help you. Are you kidding? He knows all you have to do is say, I have an estate, and all estates have assets. And I can discharge the debt. But he didn't go there. He just put you in default. And in other words, he helped you to go to jail. Or he helped you to pay the debt or spend some time. That's what he did because he works for them. We can't even, 
we can we can use these um, public defenders because they're public, they're defenders, they're attorneys. One attorney needs to talk to another attorney. But when your attorney is called a letter erogatory, you need to give him this letter that says, I'm foreign, you foreign, and this is what I need you to do. Call a letter erogatory, R-O-G-A-T-O-R-Y, R-O-G-A-T-R-O-Y. You need to have that written up and carry that with you all the time. Because if you do get one of their attorneys, you need to let them know what his job is. And in that letter, I want you to to uh, completely dismiss, set off this debt and get rid of it and pay me the same amount or whatever they charge me with. And get the whole case removed. Nothing shown, no inkling that showing what I did. Which I don't think they have a problem doing that. Why? Because remember, whatever goes down and whatever is filed in the record, somebody down the line can use it for their case. That's why a lot of cases they don't even record them because they don't want someone to come behind you and use it. So they're not. They don't want to file it anyway. But you have to tell your public defender what you want to do in the letter of regulatory. It is one foreign person talking to another foreign person, and you telling them what to do. You're my attorney. Here it is, and you CC a copy of it to the judge and to the prosecutor. Because if he doesn't do what you say do, he's in trouble with his own people. He gets in trouble with his own people. Because they say, look, you got a fiduciary duty. If you don't do it, you're disgracing everybody. And this is kind of you getting your head up on what things that you need to have with you. You know, fold it up, that letter, fold it up, put it in your wallet, you know. That's if you got warrants on you and you know if they stop you, they're going to haul you down to jail. Well, you need to, you know, I need a public defender. And then you give it to them. Discharge this debt. You have my birth certificate. You have, you know, and I, you should carry that. I keep mine with me all the time. You know, take it to the judge and broker it. Or you're an attorney. You're probably a broker. I believe most attorneys might be brokers too. Broker this birth certificate and discharge this debt. Or I got a certificate of title. Oh, it's on bonded paper. Broker this certificate of title that you gave me at the Secretary of State office, for those in Michigan, we get out from the Secretary of State, broker this bond and pay off whatever debt they say I did in my car. Because the bond has your car on it, has your VIN number, has your name. Broker it and pay off and set, set off and discharge and eliminate and remove the whole case. Period. You have insurances that you're not using. You're filing it away. I bet you no one out there has their certificate title in their vehicle. It's in a file cabinet at home somewhere in a drawer or somewhere. That's like somebody writing you a check and you just put the check in a drawer. You don't take it to the bank. You don't cash it. You don't use it. But you just holding that baby. For what? Because you didn't know what it is. Hold up. Wake up, everybody. Wake up, everybody. You know, 
We need to know what we are in possession of. We were given remedies to solve any kind of liability that comes to us. But you're, you're not using it. Did you have a question? Someone had a question? Uh, no, and, uh, and the call-in number is 323-642-1586. Three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one. Uh, and this is the time to ask your questions. If you're not quite understanding things, or even if you have a comment, or you might have some solution, you know, this is the time to uh, call in and talk about it. That's what we're here for. Because you might have a question that somebody else will have the same question. Yeah, how, how many people? Yeah, mm-hmm. and how, how many people out there? Um, and I believe it's a CFR. I believe seven CFR seventy two point one one. All all crimes are commercial. They mean they have a price on it. So I was riding in, in my car and I was drunk and they stopped me and I got a DUI because I was driving drunk. Well, how much is to be? I need to buy. I need to see the bond. So you got to remember, oh, God, this, it, it, it's overwhelming if you think about it. They can't take you to court unless they create bonds. And these bonds are coming from where? Your birth certificate. So they have bonds. You, can use, you don't even have to use your bond. You can say, and it's called the right of subrogation. Look it up. The right of subrogation. Where they took, they swap you out of you walking in as a, a beneficiary, and they made you the surety, and the judge who was the surety to pay the debt, they made him a beneficiary. That is subrogation, switching position, where you can do that with the prosecutor because he created a, what they call a bid bond. The first thing they have to do is a bid bond because once you go to jail, they're going to put you on the market. They're going to put that birth certificate on the market with a CUSIP number. So he created a bid bond, and for the bid bond, he had to get the performance bond to back that up. And the performance bond is where the case was on there, the charges was on there, and you didn't perform. So they got you in default. You didn't perform. So they got their bonds that you need to ask for. For them to get the money, they had to get a 1099 OID. Don't believe me? Let's read. Go read the IRS instructions, publication 1212, page 7, first column, nominee. This is how they must have an OID showing that they receive the funds. And guess who is the payer? You are. Who's the recipient? They are. So if you ask for the OID people, the first OID it will show you as being the creditor. You gave them the funds. That would be really neat if you were to do that on a mortgage or any any kind of time they come in at you and say you owe something. Excuse me. I want to see, I call the IRS. We need to call contact. I need a copy of the original OID on this account number. And it will say you have pay a payer. Yes. I have a couple of questions. Yes, okay. Go ahead. Someone is someone is asking 
what about uh, a salvage car title? If they have a title to a salvage car, can they use that title? Is that that's a good that's a good question? All I could do is take it to would take it to a broker because usually the salvage a salvage car means the state got rid of it. Usually they get they so that's what they do. There's laws I can't think of it right now. Uh, where they will destroy the title and everything in it when they give it to a savage yard, you know. So there's really no one to pay. It, it doesn't really exist in the books any longer. Okay. So they could have used the title before it got salvaged. Yeah, I, I, and I guess the question is, if it's salvaged, were you in it when they when you got the ticket? Because this is for where you are in it, and they stop you in that. Vehicle with the certificate of title. Were you in the in the car at the time? If it's salvage, I doubt it. I thought I thought the salvage cars is like when you have an old car and you turn, you know, you people give you two hundred for it or something, and they take it away to the junkyard or something. That's what I thought salvage was. Yeah, and it is. That's how it starts off. But the salvage yard has to surrender everything to the state, and so they could strip it down and junk it. Okay, and they, they do ask, they your, and they ask for your title too. They do. Yeah, yeah, they ask for your title because remember the certificate of title has to be surrendered back to Caesar. You have to give Caesar what's his, and when he does that in Michigan, MCL five, uh, was it five? Uh oh, two five seven dot two five eight, Michigan, MCL. 257.258, number 1H, you have to surrender the title. They're going to destroy everything that have interest with, with in them when you have surrendered the title. The, 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 uh, mm-hmm. the plates, the certificate of title, the certificate, all that stuff gets destroyed. And if you don't have certificates, you can't get insurances or nothing that stuff. So in other words, you can turn in, you can surrender it back, but create your own with an affidavit. Affidavits allow you to create your own titles, your own ownership in your registered entity, foreign entity. You're a foreign entity to them, so I suggest you get your own certificate, your own insurance, your own titles. You know, you 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 do this. It's yours. You take a superior position, UCC. 9.303, how to get a priority position over a certificate. Michigan is MCL 440.9303. Now the I mean, other question. Yes. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm not. Okay. The, the other question is, uh, they wanted to know what's the name of the form so you don't have to pay the W-4. You don't have to pay the taxes, right? No, 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 no. You're talking about that. You, the W-4. It, it, mm-hmm. The W-4. No, they don't take the, the taxes. They don't take it out. Exactly. They don't take nothing mm-hmm. out of your payroll check. Your payroll check. Nothing. Now, it's kind of weird because I know when you go to the uh, 6209 and the IRS manual, uh, Internal Revenue Manual, 6209, Section 2, they got a list of all the IRS forms. But the W-4T isn't on there. 
Uh, I, like they hiding, they hiding. So it, the, people, yeah. someone check. Someone please go on there. The, the IRS manual sixty two oh nine. Go to section two. It's supposed to have all the list of all the forms from the IRS. Why don't they have the W four T? Can someone please go there? Just call in companies. Let's say, Mister Rice, I checked it and you are right, or I am wrong. Is the W four T on there? No, it's not on that list, but I can go to Google and type W4, W-4T, and the form will pop up. And it'll tell you, it's an IRS form. They hide things from you. I'm trying to educate you in things that they are hiding. But you give it to your employer, he has to obey it. He is your, what did we say? fiduciary trustee, your employer is your fiduciary trustee. He didn't pay you. He doesn't pay your salary. He gets it out of your estate and he gives you, you are paying yourself to work. And at the end of the year, he has to report it to the IRS what he took out of your birth certificate. And he does it on a W-2. And if you look at it, if anyone who's already looking at that 6209 section 2, you will see that a W-2 and a 1099 OID is in the same tax class. The same tax class. And therefore, if it say, if it sound like a duck, if it walk like a duck, if it quack like a duck, it's a duck. A W-2 is an OID. So all you people, I know people went to jail because they did that OID. Excuse me. They're exercising OIDs every year when they give you a W-2. You know? Oh, I don't want to do that by the subligation. Go ahead. Did you say uh, 5209 or 6209? 6209. 6209. Okay. The I, and it's the Internal Revenue Manual. Not the Internal Revenue Service Manual. There is no Internal Revenue Service Manual. It's the Internal Revenue. That's on the, the Jura Group. That is the one for the people. Internal Revenue. The U.S. Treasury. That is the people stuff. The Secretary of the Treasury. The Internal Revenue Service is on the debtor side of those bankers, the IMF. See, we got two sides of government that we don't even realize. There's two sides of government. Anytime you see of in the word, Secretary of Treasury, State of Michigan, or State of, that is the corporation. That's the debtor. They are all debtors. They are all bankrupt. Now, what about the Secretary of State? Don't they deal with private and public? Yeah, they have something called, uh, what is that? So, what's that called? So something. Oh, my gosh. Um, corporate soul. A corporate okay. soul is someone who, he's like, they work on both sides of the fence. They're the ones that does mm-hmm. any relation with foreign corporations coming in. To the country, you know, they got this. I can't think of the department, and I used to help uh, in the Department of Commerce where they have a department that they bring foreigners. They used to bring foreigners. I know this guy who bought, he was African, 
He bring his African friends over here and meet in Cobo Hall and get to mix in with American companies so that they can learn to mix together and do business together. The problem is, is that they was always looking at white people and they don't want to deal with them here and, and definitely don't want to deal with them in at that at home. Who are the white saying. people? The foreign Africans. That, yeah, the Africans that this guy was bringing over here in at Cobo Hall, mm-hmm. so that they could convert. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their own airlines over in Africa. You think they'll let one of the mm-hmm. planes land in our and our, on our um, airways on our landing strips? No, they won't even allow them to come over. Can you imagine a straight flight back and forth? From City Airport in Detroit, that's a, a small airport, it's pretty much private. That you would go from Africa back to America. That that would be commerce would be dynamic right there. That would be a sensational way of commerce and knowing that you could uh, have a direct flight in and out of Africa and back to Michigan and back and forth, you know, in Detroit. That would be so good, but that's not that's not gonna be happening. But the point is being that Many times, those other folks went over there and, you know, with the rubber plants destroyed all the land and everything, getting rubber out. The land has been so away they can't do anything with it. You know, it, 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 and, and uh, we're not even talking about the AIDS and stuff that they left over there with some of the guys, you know, the tribal people who were doing jobs and they bring these hookers in for them and all that other stuff, and they bring them back to their women and the children. I remember seeing a movie. It, it was a block of small graves. I mean, they were like for babies. A whole block of small graves. That was that was heartening. From AIDS, babies dying. You know, y'all think it ain't real. It's very real, people. Women getting snatched up left and right. White vans left and right. You got and a caller. Okay, caller. Thank you. Four oh five five six eight. Four oh five. Peace. Peace and love, Sister Bev. Uh, Mr. Rice. Peace. How y'all doing this evening? Okay. Good, good. Yeah, good. Um, I just wanted to real quickly ask you a question about the salvage title because what it was was um, I had full coverage insurance, you know, just commercial insurance on my vehicle. And um, a drunk driver came by, sideswiped it, kept going. So I had filed a claim with my insurance company, and they determined that it would cost more to repair the car then the car was actually valued. So what they did is they called it, they totaled my car out. And by by totaling the car out, um, and I'm listening to you with the insurance and the bond is making sense to me, but I'm just kind of putting it out there just in case anybody else went through this. But um, by them totaling out the car, what they'll do is they'll say, um, well, we're going to just basically pay you the value of the car and then what we'll do is give you an opportunity to purchase it back at a reduced rate, but you can never put full coverage insurance on it again, and it will be deemed as a salvage title. So 
So that's why I was wondering. But, I mean, I still have the car. I mean, I still drive the car. I still have the car. I mean, it's still a perfectly working car. But, however, it's a salvage being There's a salvage title, and I can no longer ever put full coverage uh, insurance, only liability insurance. So that was my question, and thank you. Yeah. Well, is the car drivable? Did he go off the air for 04? Hello? Yeah, very much so. It is. Yes, it is. So, I mean, and I heard you say I can get my own separate insurance on it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got that. Yeah, you need to be a bank. Article 4, an Article 4 citizen. All banks are Article 4, but they're profitable banks, so they're unconstitutional. You could be unprofitable. And under Section 1, under full faith and credit, boom, and you write it up, and I just send my notice to the Secretary of State. This is the insurance I will be writing around. You know, and, and the fact that it is, you do have it. I would call the manufacturer and tell them to give you a give you the uh, MCO manufacturer certificate of origin. I know people that do that because that means there's no liens on there, and you can drive it around and not worry about them ever stopping you because it's not in the system. Okay. Uh, the VIN you number said MCO. Yeah, manufacturer of origin. You can get that from okay. the car, the manufacturer of the car, not the dealership, the manufacturer of the car. Because that's who gave the that's who gave the MCO gave it to the dealership, and when we at, we gotta understand when the cars are at the dealership, they are impounded for someone to pay taxes. The cars already paid for, but someone has to pay the taxes on those vehicles, and 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 it's and it's federally registered because they got the VIN number in the window is a federal plate, so it's already registered. So you can ride it through anywhere in this country because it's federal. So you can go any state because it's federal. But we dummy it down to the state level because we didn't pay full price. If you don't pay the full price on the vehicle, then then a, a dealership has to give it to the uh, state, and then you're under their jurisdiction. So the question is, I will put plates on there. Don't have no, you don't want nothing that says Michigan on there, so there's no reason for them to stop you. You know, um, if you want to use um, MC, M, U, oh, you, I don't know if you're in Michigan. 404 is not Michigan. But if you go to UCC 9-102, I believe it's, it ain't W, Michigan. But go to M, uh, go to um, UCC 9-102 and go down in alphabetical order for consumer goods. Consumer goods is the definition. 9-102 are definitions. And go to consumer good. It said that the good is used for private use only. I'll make a plate with that. UCC is international law. I'll make a plate. This vehicle is for private use only. And here's the, here's the number on here I'm using. And take that take that plate, take that VIN number, and send it to, the, to your secretary of state or governor or, or DMV or whatever and let them know, Notice is what I will be traveling in. So, therefore, give copies to the sheriff department and anybody, you know, like that injunction. Just like get everybody notice. This is what you will be not traveling in, or I call it to traverse, traverse, that you'll be traversing in. And I want to spell that word. Con- uh, conveyance? You mean convey, conveyance? No, no. Actually, it's, it's uh, sojourno, S O J. 
O-R-N-O-R. S-O-J-O-R-N-O-R. Sojournal. That's my place here. Sojournal means you're moving from one location to another. And you're doing it on the private side because you haven't, you got that lost. So you, you know, that's what's on my plate. So why are you stopping me? You know? So when you see the people like they have the, the vehicles that say um, private vehicle, not for hire or something like that, um, the, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's, that's along the same line. As long as the state don't have it, if the state don't have it, and and it's still drivable, then you know there you you under what they call an Article of Confederation Section Four. You could egress and and egress and digress from one state to another. They want you to do commerce. Commerce is the most thing. That's what uh, Section Fifteen USC One and Two. They can't keep you from doing commerce. It's a criminal action for anyone to stop you from commercing. But what happens when you're in jail? You're not a person anymore. You're a piece of paper. So they can do whatever they want with their property. But you a three-dimensional man. They can't tell you you can't. They can't restrict you from commerce. It's against the law for you to move from one state to another, for them to stop you from doing that. Look at, again, Title 15, USC 1 and 2. I think 2 talk about uh, monopoly. You know, they're not supposed to be monopolizing, you know, like now – you know, we used to have 125 radio stations. Now we only got about three or four, and they pretty much saying the same thing. In Michigan, the Detroit News and the Free Press is in the same building. I mean, they got, they literally got their name on the same building. You know, we're, we're not where's the diversity? There's no diversity there. Well, Mr. Mr. Rice, before I mute myself, and I appreciate you taking my questions, and thank you, Bear, for taking my call. Um, but how is the power couple? Is it that what the power companies do? I mean, it's only like really one game in town. You only got really one power company, uh, the water company, you know, the gas companies. These are all monopolized as far as in yeah. Oklahoma they are. So how are they getting and, away and with that? Because they, they lobbying in Congress and, and, and not being uh, penalized for what they're doing. You know, he who got the money can, you know, that's what lobbies do. They go up there, they got people up there that's blowing in people's ears and, and paying for their cars and their houses and, all, you know, and why would they say anything? Why would they say something? Judges know every single foreclosure is criminal. The judges know that. They know it. If they don't know it, folks, if you're going through a foreclosure, call the IRS and say, please give me the first 1099 OID that was issued to the bank on this account number. And it will say you are the payer and they are the recipient. So they know all the funds. They have no money. They bankrupt. They are debtors in possession. But no one's arguing it. No one is using their laws against them. That's what I'm trying to give you, their laws that you don't read in the paper. You don't get it in the public schools. You don't get it in the college. You only can listen to this show. And maybe there's some other shows out there that might try to help you to understand what's going on. But you you can't beat the enemy if you don't know what they're about. That's why they have spies. 
I hope I was able to help you. You're right. Thank, thank you, Mel. Thank you. Every, I mean, we seem like everything has been monopolized. It was against the law. Mm-hmm. I remember when Chrysler and GM went bankrupt, and, and not not GM, Chrysler and Ford went bankrupt, and GM was the only one. You know, uh, I believe GM helped Chrysler. You know, because they didn't want a monopoly. One of them helped the other one to get out of bankruptcy, just so that they won't be a monopoly here in Detroit. But you know, so. But you're not supposed to have a monopoly. That's 15 U.S.C. Title 15 U.S.C. 2. But number one says you can't keep anyone, any male, human, three-dimensional, male or female, from traveling, period. You can't prevent it. So what do they have to do? They have to let you volunteer to be uh, from a three-dimensional person, a man or woman, to a two-dimensional piece of paper. That's what you are, folks. U.S. citizen. The birth certificate is a two-dimensional piece of paper. That is a U.S. citizen. That is a slave. And we have condition- a caller. Okay. Go ahead, caller. 832-647-8347. A three two, you on the air? Oh, I apologize. You didn't. You didn't oh. mean to push one. No, I didn't mean to push it. I, okay. I thought I had a. Yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. You have a question? You on the line now? Get? Do you got a question? Are you? Are you, you? You got everything down pat, right? Well, I'm learning, so I'm, so I'm taking notes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I had a question. Uh, Go. Do do you uh, do you have a replay number? A replay what number? Yes. A replay number. Yes, we do. Yeah, you can. Uh, Can uh, I get that? Show. It's uh, you have to go on the internet, and it's it's blog b l o g talk t a l k radio, all one word dot com okay. forward slash truth T R U T H and the number two and the word power P O W E R and you can listen to the show like five minutes after we go off and then you can also listen to the two years that uh Mr. Rice has been on. You can listen to the uh earlier shows and catch up. Okay. Yeah, and, and September the 8th now, uh, I went through a lot of rules and laws. That was music. That was music one. Huh? Do what? Say it again, Carl. Oh, hello? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that was, uh, I got a friend on call. That might have been him talking. Yeah, that was oh, me. Okay. That was me, Leroy. Yes, this is John. Do you I mean, have a crust and friend? Yes, I have a question. I recently, I recently uh, purchased four vehicles, um, and was successful in and and having the similar play uh, carried out successfully. I have the vehicles in my possession 
as an adult. Now, uh, I, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm wanting to know is that I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm asking. I think that I can take a surety bond that I already have and insure those four vehicles through their VIN numbers and use that bond to use it as secure, I mean, insurance for the vehicles that I have because they're paid for in full and they are, are not registered in the state of Texas. Yeah, but I'm Mr. Rice, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, if it's yours and you know that you are foreign to them, you could create whatever you want with an affidavit and 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 somehow get it uh, notarized and authenticated so that it's acceptable in your state because you got the Secretary of State stamp on there. Um, that's what I did. Um, that if you go to Patrick Devine. I'm sorry. We go ahead. I said if you could find Patrick Divine, Patrick Divine had a a, a, a form a for a template that show you an insurances that you can put and you could just list your vehicles on that insurance and you're using your birth certificate. So you know you're using right. the the your your birth certificate and because it's got an unlimited amount of funds. So. I know you said you have some bonds already, but you already, the one that they have no problem cashing in when it's needed would be the birth certificate. I don't know what those other bonds that you have, but they don't have no problem going to your birth certificate. They are brokers, and they can go and get funds. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of what they're doing. They're looking for your credit under your birth certificate. And it's unlimited. They can't take everything because, remember, the IRS is monitoring that birth certificate. So they're still limited to what they can take out. They just can't get in and get greedy. But then they're going to be – they have to deal with the IRS. But if it's a situation, um, somebody is – a uh, let's say you got in an accident and you hurt someone or you damaged someone's mm-hmm. car, well, then you have to be able to – you could create your own money order. You, you're a bank. We are all banks, and we don't realize it. We are all banks. Our birth certificate is a okay, bank, well, and we're banks. Well, we, well, well, that's exactly what we, we, we purchased the vehicles through, uh, through the uh, money order that was created from my estate, from, from my estate. That's beautiful. Okay. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear you say that because some people out there just don't believe this stuff could be done. Oh, listening. Right. Say, say it again. Say it again. One more time, sir. What say you said? Li- Just say that. Say it loud. Say, loud. say how, well, we how many vehicles did you get? I purchased the four vehicles on the Jose's estate. All right. With them, using a money order. Using my own. Using the money order. Yes, right. See, they people. There you go. You could write a money order for anything. Anyone could write a money order under international law. You could write money order, and you could write them up. That's why I got to learn. I, I'm looking, listening to uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, this guy named Charles Booker. Booker, and he showed how to write. You can write a money order. I mean, let's say I get arrested or something or detained. Well, I need a piece of paper 
so I can write my money order. And what you got to use is your account number is the social, your exemption number is the social without the dashes. When you sign it, you use a, a you could say a, a without a recourse, or you put down there UCC three dash four one five, or you could and you have to also also use one uh, three o one three o five when you reserving your rights. So you want to be able to reserve your rights and then the, uh, without recourse, meaning that you won't have a secondary. He who signed it will not be liable for the debt. So you sign something and you don't put down there that put put down that three uh, UCC three dash four one five on there. You could be called. They could come after you because it is the signature that they see on that check or money mm-hmm. order, whatever. That they're gonna come after. Why do you think they send you uh, uh, presentment half the time and nobody signs it? They always got a corporation name, but nobody signs it. Because whoever put their signature on there can be is liable for that debt. They're yeah, liable for the right. debt. People need to understand. Look at your paperwork you get. When they say you owe something, then they got the company name. They don't have nobody name on no signature on there. And then you wind up signing something and putting your signature, but you didn't put down there without recourse. Or UCC 3-415, and you didn't reserve your right, UCC 1-308. Those are the two things you want to do. I don't want to be liable, nor do Mm -hmm. I want to waive any of my rights. You put that on a ticket, you know, and, and believe me, if the judge go to court and the judge see that ticket and he see that down there, your signature, that case be dismissed. So, in other words, Patrick Devine has has a uh, a template where someone that where you can use it, use it, you can use the uh, surety bond for to insure the vehicles. Yes. Well, actually, it, it 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 in itself is a bond. You're signing it. It's, it's using uh, again Article Four, Section One, and I did it under the bank. See, I'm a private banker. I got a banking EIN number. I'm a private banker, and my private bank is the one that's insuring the vehicle because I have a non-UCC as a bank. It's my secure party. It's my executor. The bank is. Got you. Okay, gotcha. And I sent and I sent it to last week, week before last. I sent it last week before last Friday. I sent it to the Secretary of State. I'm giving them notice. That's it. I got the green card back, so I don't care if they put it in file 13 in the trash. I'm I'm good. I'm so I feel no, so good because the post the post office delivered and they are the most reliable service in the world for delivering mail. And you acknowledged it. You, you acknowledged it. Once they acknowledge something, you good. You are good as, as Flint. You ain't got to worry about nothing. And if you don't hear from them, all the better. Because inside, the, I got on there, if you don't respond within a certain day, then I, the assumption is everything above is true and correct. So you put that little, uh, I call it uh, caveat down there, warning. If you don't respond within a certain amount of time, then everything above is true and correct. Boom. Okay. I had a notary, I had a notary with it. I, I, I even I asked 
See, I really created an ID using the same format. I got my own ID as a banker. Cops pull me over here. I'm a banker. I'm not that guy, that that piece of paper that, that is the only thing you can talk to, that dead birth certificate. I'm not it. I'm not it. I'm not the security. I'm a bank. I'm an Article 4 citizen. I'm an Article 4 citizen. That's that's my cry. That's what I'm going to tell them. I'm an Article 4 citizen as a bank. As a man, I'm not nobody. You see, as a, as a man, and that's what we have to understand. As a man, I know one citizen, but as a man, I can't talk to them dead things. These are dead things. A man can't talk to dead things, people. If I'm talking to dead things, that makes me dead. But I got something that I use for commerce, and commerce is an Article Four citizen. I created it. It's and it didn't come from the United States, so it is not a U.S. citizen. He's my character in the play. He works for me. I got a contract. I want people to understand who you are and what you need to do. If I'm commercing with the dead, then create a dead. I created two, you know, tombstones so they can talk to all those people in the graveyard. The man, the energy, I'm standing outside the graveyard. I can't say nothing to them. You can't even walk in the building. You're not supposed to be in their building or in their court as a man. You can't be in a building of dead stuff. The, the, the judge is wearing black. So what are you doing standing in front of the judge? You walk in there with your bond. What's your bond? The birth certificate. The certificate of title. Either one. Excuse me. If it's a traffic issue, issue, then you take the certificate of title for the vehicle. If it's it's something other than that, then, you know, here, this is what you're talking to. And I am the insider. Under the Bankruptcy Act, I'm the insider. I'm in control of this piece of paper that you are charging. And I'm willing to give it to you. I'll get whatever you want. Give me the paperwork and I'll sign it. Where's the bond? I want to see the case. I want to see the charge. And I want to see what you're charging me with. Half most people in jail, they don't even know what they're charged with and they definitely don't know how much it costs. You you lie yourself to go to jail, you don't even know how much it costs to get you out. And you not you Mr. Rice, you're not talking you're not talking about that bond that the judge says, Okay, uh you got a twenty five uh hundred dollar bond on you or twenty five thousand you're not talking about that bond, are you? No, no, the actual charge. The judge has in his vault. He got charged. He got. And remember, every every crime is commercial. He has a list of every single charge, how much everything costs in his vault. You don't know that. No one really knows it but him. And, and but he. Has so if you get charge. if you get arrested for DUI, he he knows how much that that it costs for that the bonds for that right or murder or anything robbery. They all got a cost to it. Yeah. He has to have it. Who else would have it? He has to have it. Everybody in front of him. Because the reason he has it is because he's the one that's supposed to be dismissing the case, but you made him the beneficiary instead of keeping him as your surety. As a surety, he's supposed to discharge the debt. Nobody's supposed to be going to jail. 
He's supposed to discharge the debt. The judge is supposed to discharge the debt. But you went in there hollering your name out or, or, or going in argumentative for whatever, and you just put yourself in a hot seat. But all you have to say is, I'm here to settle the debt. I'm the representative of this piece of paper in my hand. I'm here to settle the debt. Do you want me to endorse the back of this paper and give to you? Or, or let me talk to the prosecutor. Uh, you got a a bid bond on me. You got a performance bond on me. Uh, could you hand me those bonds along with the OID? I want to see the things that you had to get to even purchase the bond. Remember, they have to have the money to purchase the bond. So they purchased it from the OID. I'm trying to give y'all a background of what's going on there. They have to, they don't have any money. They have to get it from your birth certificate. And when they do, under publication 1212, page 7, IRS says that you are a holder of a debt instrument, an OID, with your uh, TIN, your tax identification number, and somebody else's funds. So that means you, someone else would be you. Your funds is giving it to him. So that makes you the creditor. And they the, they the nominee. And they the nominee. And you are the nominee. Yeah, that means they work for you. They are the nominee. So if you have certain paperwork in your hand, you go to court. Once you prove that you are the creditor, how can the case continue? That means that these people are fraudulent. They're fraud. Because you got you have something from the IRS. Did they lie to the IRS? Well, maybe we better take the case and, and call them in. Okay, Buzz Byron, do, do y'all have a email address that we can uh, uh, email questions? Well, I have uh, I have a, a Skype. I'm on Skype. My Skype ID is Rice Tech R I C E T E C H. And Mr. Rice, what about your group you have on Wednesday? Yeah, well, we can. Like I said, a little bit on the advanced side. We don't want any and everybody, but oh, we have a Zoom. Okay. Oh, but let okay. me get let me okay. let me uh, um send okay. the say Rice Tech. Yes, yeah, Rice Tech R I C E T E C H six five five seven. And I, I suggest yeah. you, you know, write write it down, you know, type it in under Word, and then drag that document in there so I could take it off and print it and read it and then answer it and give it back to you. Okay, so, you, you said know, uh, okay, rice tech, and then rice whatever. I mean, no whatever. rice, no rice, rice tech six five five seven, all one word. Okay. Oh, rice tech six five five seven. That's correct. Okay, I got it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And Carl. we do have, yeah, we we do have. Um, I call it a little bit more sophisticated people. Uh, in the Zoom call on Wednesday at six o'clock, and the Zoom number is six seven five three zero five zero six six two. But folks, if you're not where I need, and I have, I learned how to kick you off. So believe me, don't come in there 
half-stepping. There's some, you don't know what stuff is at the beginning, you know, authenticating the birth certificate, all that other stuff. I'm not there to tell you. There's people out there online you can go and they tell you well, how to do all that. All they got to do, Mr. Rice, is listen to your old shows. You talked about that in your old older shows. So they just go yeah. back to the archives and listen. And we have another caller, okay. Mr. Rice. Uh, oh, five okay. one three five one three five four five five one three. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, we can you hear me you. this evening? Yes, we hey, can. Beverly. How you doing? How are you doing? Great, great. Gracious information. Always appreciate you. Thanks uh, for listening. Rice, I had uh, some things I wanted to discuss. And um, like I told Bev before, I was one of your more more advanced students. <laughs> okay. Um, well, come on the call Wednesday. Come on the call Wednesday and pass your advancements to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Go ahead. Rice, I had some issues that occurred that, that was kind of powerful um with, with with my phone bill account where i had it it was a business account and of course it was a 98 number but when i called you know when, when i had the service canceled i told them to close the account they sent me a refund check and the refund check said uh, uh closed credit account so right there, it tells you that they've been accessing the credit from off the EIN. Is that correct? Uh, I assume, yes, off the EIN. It's just like a social. So your EIN is supposed to carry 250 k Is that why they say you're allowed to get one per day? That's kind of amazing to me. Like, you can get one per day. Wow. Yeah, well, the the Social Security... You get one per day, and I think it's two hundred fifty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the two hundred fifty thousand is supposed to be the bank account insurance, the FDIC insurance on the bank of, your bank account. But I know you get one. You, you could get at least what ten socials, and I'm not sure. I think are they two hundred fifty a piece? I'm not sure. You can you can get. I'm not sure about that. The two fifty that I only have understanding is is on the bank account. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I heard before, like, with each EIN you get, that's, that's how much is carrying the credit. Yeah. I, I, the only thing you could do is when you get an EIN number and you register with your state to do business, then you're able to go to the bank and open up an account because they won't open an account if it's not registered at the county level or the state level because they might think it's using for money laundering or something like that. Wow. Okay. And what else was it? There's a couple more things. Um I want to talk to you about. Um, before I went up trying to purchase a truck from a Chevy dealer and with the process that I got going on, you know, it was like moving to the realm of the money orders because I was already studying Eon before. Um, okay. I had um uh, Order checks from a bank account. I opened the bank account for the estate, and 
the lights forms that send me the checks according to the uh, routing number and the uh, the uh, federal the federal reserve number uh, that that correlate. So anyway, they printed the checks and they sent them to me, and the checks say Federal Reserve Bank on them. Cost of the house, which was fifty-four grand, 
and he never sent it back. I sent the register mail and everything. And um, I did a, uh, what was that called for court? I did a judicial notice to the judge in which it got approved, but she said because I didn't come to court, you know, I don't believe in going down to their buildings anymore. Everything is right. served for my state, for, for, for my private capacity. And, um, you know, the court, they was like uh, April 12th, around the ninth, they just closed the case. Well, something I think it, something you need to do for from what I'm hearing, and it sounds like you're doing a very good job at it. But you need to get you a trust together and have a trustee that will represent you to go and pick up your paperwork for you, or or go into these buildings that you don't want to go to, or even I call it the get out of jail free trust, where the trustee is a notary. Uh, they got a, a a letter from the IRS saying that they're the trustee of the trust. And then a UCC one where the trust is the secure party creditor over the uh, straw man. So when the, when the person goes, they got all this evidence showing that they are in control of you, and this is why they have the right. You you, you put a contract as a, all the right interests and uh, titles, equitable right interests and titles in a contract. That's a contract. Yeah, because you really can't have a UCC one unless you got a contract with that person at first. So people creating these secure parties, creditors, and they don't have a contract with that secure party, and the courts don't recognize it because they only recognize contracts, and a UCC one is not a contract. And that's part of the Constitution too. No state shall make any law impairing the, the obligations of contract. Exactly. So they have to have a contract first, and then you could go do a UCC one with that in the, with that entity holding the straw man. But See the CCC thing the- was. I, 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 I was going to ask you that about that last. When I had my first UCC, Byron, I had some amazing things happen. Like you know, I was in jail. They had me in the holding cell. They told me who was next. Brought me up in court. I said, man, I'm not even going to use none of the stuff I've been studying as long as the judge don't ask me no dumb question. So I stood up. He asked me what's my name, and a light bulb just went off. I said, man, try this, dude. I said, no, I'm the authorized representative for that account. He said, are you such, 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 such? I said, good, googly, good. The court lady, I'm like, well, y'all, I'm going to show you I got receipts of paying most of this back. So, you know, I kind of took over. So I need the OR bar to come back. Anyway, came back to court. The state said, um, we'd like to offer you a deal. Uh, had like 17 charges. So she made 14 go away and just wanted me to agree to, to the two. And, and there's an old lady, you know, she was, she was, uh, had part Clarkson, sweet old lady. I look like, well, I got an affidavit I want to file that I, in my pocket. And she looked at me, she said, she said you, well, you don't want to do that. It's going to take another two weeks. I'm like, I thought you could file affidavit from your court. She's like, look, this is the deal we're going to offer. You're going to dismiss this, dismiss this, dismiss this. Charge you on the A count here. Dismiss this, dismiss this, dismiss the charge you on the B. I say, okay, run it. But it seemed like when I stood up there, she asked me, are you a citizen judge? And I was like, yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, my point is, you see, see, filing, she got notification through the state, and that filing had my um, secure party, my uh, original title with the last name first. Uh, uh, 
first thing, the middle, right, for the scare party. That's what I was getting ready to change it back to when I had it changed to my trust, the way you just explained it. But to me, yeah. it's like that name from the, that, that our cast to that uh, original formation of last name first is your original name, it seems like. That's where all the power is. Even with well, the same I, name certificate, I did it wrong. I did yeah. it in, the, in my name change, and I talked to you last week, and you was like, no, it's supposed to stay in your original name. Don't deal with the name change. Oh, now, I mean, not in Minnesota, because you want to make that your registered name so no one can fool with you. But states of Minnesota, they put my last and my first middle, and they had it all small letters. So I use that as an autograph for that name. For that business name, because you create a business in Minnesota, so that last person mm-hmm. middle. But you, like I said, I'm surprised in Michigan that 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 last person middle they wouldn't even approve that. They they they'll say that the secure party creditor and the transmitting utilities were the same person. They're like people put their name and they put Bay Al Bay on the end or whatever. Uh, Michigan uh, Secretary of State would not approve that. They would, they will, they will not accept that. So I, I, I did it wrong. Will I redo it? I need to put my first name upper lower. Just make it a trust. Yeah, just make it a trust. One, one or business. One, one. You know, it's just one in one trust is is handling another trust. That's all. You, you know, that's all you're really I have, doing. I have a trust, but you speaking of a trust from you know your original name, right? Because because my trust is my name change. My trust is oh, okay. King John Phillips from, you know, for example, James Carter, James Lee Carter, and it changed to King John Phillips Ali. Yeah. I but mean, the point, the point is you want to be invisible. Every time you have a trust and you have stuff inside your trust, and, again, what attorneys do, they type in your name in social, and anything that comes up that has your name in social in there, they will attach it to the case. They will say your name, your birth certificate name, AKA, your last common first and middle, AKA, you know, and that means you're going to lose everything that you have because you keep using your name and social. So if you get a trust and, and call it something other than, you know, if you deal with real estate, then make it a property management trust. If you deal with stocks, make it an investment trust. You, you know, uh, get out of jail free trust. You, you, Make the trusts do whatever you need to be done in the commercial world, but it don't have your name unless it's under as a trustee. But no one sees the trustee, not really. Yes, sir. Okay, well, what do you think about these folks putting out misinformation? They go towards the movement. They're trying to like you know say things against some of the scholars like Jonah Bay and Jane Keaton. I'll be thinking that, that that might be, you know, government putting out those videos. Well, you know what? They talked about Jesus Christ. Oh, you think I care what they say about anybody else? Right. That's how I look at it. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not like your heart it, somebody I, tell you, man, they talked about Jesus. They're going to talk about you, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I'll be on a list. I had someone earlier today fussing at me. You know, even to do it my way, how I never say that. I, I, I try to, you know, I try to massage your brain so that you could come up with your own situation. 
But I can give you what how my experiences and what I did and, and how the outcome of it from myself. That I'm not yes. trying to put force my way of life on anybody. Period. Is that I mean this right. show is for pros and cons. I actually I wish more people come with cons and say, Well, this is that Mr. Wright, you said this and I found that okay, fine. Let other people know about there's another way of skinning a cat. Not just what I did. There's got to be some easier ways. Again, when I first went through the ANC and I used my name and, and I was making it a business and now I'm trying to get it registered with the state of Michigan where I live, not in Minnesota, when all I had to do is register the name and then come in Michigan and start a, another ANC and use something other as a business so I can go and get my uh uh, the uh, non-interest bearing account at the bank, you know. So I started exactly. dealing with the trustee direct. I could got I could use any name, but see, my mind was again. I was just trying to get something together uh, in my head. But then as we grow and expand, I tell people go to Minnesota, just get the name, because I can't get my name here in Michigan. Because they told me when I went to do it, I'm sorry, the the the, the state owns that name. Oh, okay. So, so, so once again, once again, your assumed name certificate is not the all caps, right? Yeah. When, when you okay, yeah. so the name of top is the all caps. Yeah, it's it's the same as the birth certificate. It's all caps, but it has an EIN number on it. It whereas mine's got a social, so it's two different entities. Yeah, because I have yeah. a uh, EIN for for my estate is it's the same as. Well, the one for my social. It's the same as your social. Yes, sir. Um, it's uh, like like John Lee Combs is is John Lee Combs Estate nine eight number. Oh, it's a ninety eight now. Okay, okay. I think it says a a UCC. Okay, it's an EIN number with one dash on it. That, that's all fine and good. But see, I didn't even have to get an EIN number for my name. The whole point of my name being registered to myself is where nobody's supposed to use it because I, I have the highest position and priority than anyone in this country for that name. You get it? And that's the part that that agency gives you. Say again? And that's the power that the ANC would give you, that no one else can yeah. use their name? Nobody can use the name, no. You know? Unless they put it under people, another social. You know, people before were saying do a common law copyright. I, I wouldn't know that. Common law is, is a way to go, but I, I'm under the UPU. I, who's more powerful than the UPU? Yes, sir. I want to tell you also, Mr. Rice, uh, I took the house. Put it under the trust. Uh, I was dealing with the taxes, so I sent back in the uh, tax deal, you know, with the things we're supposed to do with it, and they sent it back saying that we can uh, recognize what uh, tax bill you're trying to pay because it's under our trust. And, you know, trust is a different name, whatever. I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, well, the, the coupon, everything is with it. What you don't understand how to what the discharge, but I had it uh, authenticated. And I had it rushed straight back to myself. I'm still waiting for it to come back. But I had went to the bank and tried to pull a line of credit because I need a roof. 
I remember you telling me to get an invoice from a company and send it to the governor or uh, the treasurer and tell him to pay pay for the roof. But now it's under well, his trust. Yes. And, and and again, I don't know why you read what you, you transferred from your name to the trust. Why did you register it at the register of deed? That's not what I say do. You don't register it. Look at Michigan uh M I twenty seven sixty six. Every every property management has to be reported to the assessor's office. Any transfer of property, that's MI for Michigan twenty seven sixty six, and that and it says that it doesn't have to be recorded. The reason you're paying taxes is because you put it right back in the system. That don't make sense, people. You transfer it into the trust, so you don't be you out of the system and you don't put like that guy with the car. He don't he don't have it's not with the state, so they can't be giving him tickets. They don't have no money. You know How are they gonna give him a ticket and get money when he don't have anything to associate with? They have no contract with him. Do you know why I did that? I did that because yes, when you go to the website and pull up my property, I wanted to no longer see my name. I wanted to see the trust that's owned it's owned by the trust. I thought that was very, very important to do. No. That's what they want you to believe. Because as long as your name is on there and the trust name on there, they can still come and sue you and get your house with, with the trust. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Because you got someone else's name on that property. Then they, when, if someone slip and fall in front of your house and check the property, not, your name won't be involved, but your trust is still in there. So what's the difference? What's the difference? They're still coming after you. What do you think about the registration with the trust because you trust to do the uh, filing for the Secretary of State? That wasn't supposed to be done either, was it? No, you do a non-UCC with the state. I, I don't know what to do. I got a non-UCC with the state. I don't file nothing in their revenue. I register it to you. That's why you These register like, it to yourself. These were like earlier things that I knew because I had a partner of mine, and it was going up to the Secretary of State taking trips filing paperwork crazy. I, I say, Ken, man, I don't think you're supposed to be registering with the state or the county. If you no. have a trust, the trust can stay private. And that's what Pat but did. They, Pat yeah, Pat yeah, went through. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, when you go to the website, it has a report of a business trust. So by being able to operate in the state, they say a report to the state. And I asked them, you know, it says that they're supposed to be the custodian of the records. I asked him, like, I didn't just incorporate with you guys. He's like, no, you just report of a business trust. So I was wondering um, how that canceled if there was, you know, factual that the state has control of that. Well, I don't know about your state, but Michigan, they got a problem with the word business and trust in the same sentence. Because under the business, you got EIN. They they, They can accept that. But in Michigan, a trust has to be under an EIN number when you file an, an open account at the bank. They want the they want the social, they want the social, and they say families be doing that. You know, protecting family, they put the social in there on a trust. So that was a confusing thing. Either it was a business or the trust, but it couldn't be both of them. So my thing is to kill all of that. Just and every state has an ANC. Just go get that ANC name. And it's and it's registered usually at the county or if it's at the state, and then take it over to the bank and open up a non-interest bearing account with it. That's it. Boom, boom, bam. It's simple. It, as long as they know that the state and the county has it, then you can open up an account at the bank. 
But you know, we we we're using that non-interest bearing for the private money that we be getting from any, you know, like you using a money order or whatever. You know, you can write it off of that when you just start dissolving some of those uh, surety bonds you got out there on yourself. Mm-hmm. Start dissolving those surety bonds, put them in the treasury direct, and link it to that non-interest bearing account at your bank, and then from there. You go talk to your manager and get a escrow account and put some money in an escrow account, use it for collateral, and get a line of credit, and the line of credit will have checks. Now, you, you operate just like a business. Yes, sir. You use okay. other people's money, other people's money, because your money is in collateral. It uses collateral. That's what they do for your uh, mortgages, for your credit cards. They can't touch your money. They put it in a, a, in a, they call it demand account at the Federal Reserve Bank. It's, the original application amount is in a demand account at the Federal Reserve Bank. And they get checks off of it, you know, line of credit and then checks and go out there and invest it in the market. And every time you make payments on your house, on your car, it's going into that same account. That's why that is the account you have to OID to shut it all down. Yeah, see, that does, that's one of the um, things I'm trying to get around to this week doing, doing my OIDs, my 1099s. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you said that, I thought I heard you say on the show that once it's registered with the authentication of the deed to send a copy back down to the register. No. The only thing you do is you you give them a, a lease agreement because your trust would be your landlord. Okay. And so you gonna file the lease agreement down there because you living in the house and you saying, look, I'm not gonna get kicked out of my house. I'm not gonna tell them who the trust is. So they don't know who the trust is, then they can't send it a tax bill. If they send me a tax bill. I'm gonna give it right back to them. I'm sorry, I'm just a tenant, and I sign a letter of non-confidentiality. I'm not gonna let you know who the trust is. Now, they, when you sign on the lease now, the trustee and you have a contract. So make sure that trustee has to be somebody that they can't link the two up together. So the trustee and you are signing a lease agreement, and you also want to have a, a invoice or a receipt showing that you sold it for 21 gold pieces. You know, which could be well, you can use no. You can go get twenty-one stamps and put it on an envelope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you just get okay. all you're doing is you're taking it from one hand to the other hand. You know, one it's just go from one hand to the other hand. But you have a notary witness, twenty-one gold stamps are based on gold. Although I just had. Yes, sir. I understand. So you saying that that was a mistake to put the property under the trust name? Yeah, no. Put 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 the property in the trust is not the mistake. The mistake is you're registering it at, back down to where you where you got it out of in the first place. Is so it right to reverse it? Yeah, but that you know we always have to register. We was always growing up saying if it's not in your name, you don't own it, and and all those people that told me that lost everything they had. So I I don't get it. I, I get it now why they lost it because it stayed in your name. 
You think white people and rich people got their property down at the register of deeds? Are you crazy? They never. That shows they have an asset. To, to like reverse that, is there a way to fix that problem? <laughs> I would transfer it to another trust, and that's what I would have to do. Make it real, set up another trust, call it a property management trust, and transfer it to another trust. And then, and then the other trust could, uh, you could, I don't know, have some kind of agreement that is sold it to somebody else, a private trust. So oh, I, I don't okay. know if you could. Uninstall it. I don't know if you can uninstall something at the register of deeds. You can call, go down there and ask them, can you uninstall something, unregister something that's been put there? Ask them if that could be done. I don't think it can. If not, just transfer it to someone well, else. That's I, all. I think, yeah, see, exactly. I think I just answered one question because I, I should be able just to create another trust, just like you said, and this time keep it private, have it registered. So, if anything come up, I can just show that in court or just to send them a copy of it or something like that. The um, It'll be the uh, elected official. Send him. Well, let's put it like that. It's, it's difficult to go to court when they don't know who to send the notice to because it's, it's private. Who are they going to send a notice to? You don't have yeah. it. It's not the register of deeds. Who are they going to send? All they can do is send it to the house, and you at the house, you just mail it right back to them. I'm sorry, wrong address. You know, I'm just a tenant. And I'm not going to tell who they are because I love this house, and I'm not going to have them, you know, evict me because I opened my mouth too much. Exactly. You know, because if we come down to it, I, I want to go, go down and make arrangements for those bank taxes that's trying to fight it. But I know that you should be able to um, do that coupon I, I process. Think, yeah, I think you might be able to beat the back taxes if you just give the register of title, which is the county clerk, of Rule 220. Have your name is registered on that rule. Read that Minnesota Rule 220 and just mm-hmm. give it to the register of title, your uh, affidavit attached to your birth certificate. Let them know you're at the age of majority. You, the reason you all get bills is because you are not the the creditor. They don't know who the creditor is. So if they give you a bill and you pay it, then according to Rule 220, I mean, going to Publication 1212, they're going to give it back to you because you're the principal as a creditor. You're the principal. They have to return the money that they took out of your estate at the OID that I mentioned earlier, and they got to return it file another OID and giving it to the owner. Well, they don't know who the owner is, so they're keeping the funds. But if once they know you're the owner and it don't make no sense to ask you for the money only to give it right back to you in the next day, you know, the next minute. That's, that's, that's kind of redundant. Right. So just let them know. And the registered title, they, we, we, they, 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 they down at the county. I don't know if he's over, I don't know if he she's over the county or register deeds, but I know it's at the county level. So, but you let them know. It, I mean, that might solve a lot of people's problems as far as getting a bill, utility bill. They the utility bill follows publication twelve twelve two. They get they read your meter. They see you use that much uh, money that month, and they draw the money out of your estate, and they give you a coupon to say. This is how much money we took from your estate. We're your nominee. 
This is how much money we took out. What do you want us to do with it? Well, instead of like down, you know, release the funds, I, I, I approve you taking it out, release the funds, and give it back to me, y'all write another check, or you give it the money or, or something. That's not what they asked for. They asked for a payment. Make a payment. Anyone see, please, can anyone on on these calls tell me that a payment is a check? No, it's not a check. A payment is your signature. Sign it and give it back to them. That's all you were supposed to do. Make a payment. I uh, just did that with um, uh, old account for, for the phone company. I just done that. And like I said, it's kind of ironic because when when I, I actually let the service get get cut off, and then I make the payment with with one of my checks through the system, and it goes through, and then they'll what cut the service back on, and the only thing that changes is the last three digits of the phone number. Like they they have a whole phone number, then the count changes. Like the last three digits would be six three one. And then they'll recut up, they'll reconnect the service, and it be seven, eight, nine. And like I said, they sent me a refund check, but it wasn't like it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 big portion of the bill. They sent me a small portion. But I was figuring, like, should I have cash? You know, should should you cash those or send them back? For for what now? I I, I missed because I, my mind was on something else. The reason you're getting cut off. It's because you never told them you're the creditor, or you didn't send a 1099A along with the with the coupon that you returned back. You gotta send a 1099A because if you do, you were the lender and they're the borrower, and you reported it to the IRS because they get the red copy. You keep one copy, and the other one goes with the bank with your coupon, so everybody knows you are now the lender, and they abandoned. So you check in box five on that. On that A saying, yep, the, the the borrower must pay. So you check it. You go in as an abandonment. They took the money out, but no one's paying taxes. So you reporting them as not paying taxes on the fund that was removed in your name. So an A is supposed to, a carbon copy of the A is supposed to go right along with your coupon that you're returning back to them again. So they know who the owner is, who the creditor is. It seems like they recognize me as such, or they they're trying to like you know test me because because you know like I said they sent me a credit closed credit account refund check, and it, it, it happened like that. Not like they shouldn't have shut it off. Not like they finna cut the whole account down. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Right? Done that, they yeah. done that, and they re- they, they, they reconnected within, like, a, you know, a day or two and just gave me a new account number. Yeah. Well, again, why don't you avoid sending them a 1099A along with the coupon so that way they know who the lender is, who the creditor is. Huh? You're the lender. You are the lender. They're the borrower on an A when you send it in. Plus, you're letting the IRS know about it as well. Do you think it'd, uh, it'd be good to do the uh, uh, standard four fourteen? I mean the sixteen and eighteen, the performance of the paper payment bond also. Yeah, well, those six. You mean fourteen, sixteen, fourteen, eighteen? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, see, again, 
Under the 1414, it says consent of surety. Consent of surety. That means did the straw man give you permission? You got a contract with the straw man. You got it as one of your representatives, as your creditor, one of those one of your creditors. Are you the creditor? I mean, that's because it goes, it's, a, it's the uh, 1414, 1416, and 1418. They're not going to recognize the performance bond and the payment bond if you're not the creditor in the first place, if you didn't get permission from your estate mm-hmm. or your infant estate to do this. That's why that 14 point says consent. Consent means you got permission. And you don't, I don't yes, think sir. you've given them anything that show you got permission. Yes, sir. And one more thing before I go, Myron. I really appreciate this is a great conversation. They wait for some intelligent conversation all day. It seems like Coming into you know the, the knowledge of becoming conscious become a, a lonely life sometimes. There, there's nobody to really connect with on that level. All your friends and family, you know, they you know, they yeah. call or stuff. That's why like you got to form a group. You got to form yeah. a group. That's a, that's that's what you got to do. I'm doing the same thing. Same old same. And, and and then like you I say, it's what? just like. Kind of lonely sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, you think you lonely? What do you think I'm going through? <laughs> you, 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 you know what? I, I didn't even I have this. Just when we throw around for holidays, you don't even bring up what you do. <laughs> but you yeah, know, it's kind of ironic because, because my sister had a, a thing with her car, and I helped her with her, her case, and her credit rating shot up, and you know, they're only yeah. here from her. But. I didn't and have that, confirmation a, that my process is the one that done it, but she called me like, they took it off my credit report. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that she needs to do. Think about it. If you, go, if you get a copy of your credit report, people, it tells you the day the account was open, how much money the account was open with. That sounds like an OID situation right there. You got proof that this is how much money when it was open and this is the date. Fill out a 1099 OID and attach that credit report to it and say, I want my refund. That means someone got that money out of your estate that's on there, and they told you when it was done and how much they withdrew from it. OID it then. Get the least if they're going to keep it on the credit report, at least get paid for it. Get paid for it. Yeah, because I think I really to charge her 30 bucks to call all that stuff for it while I was trying to test the waters. And like I said, I done had some great success in certain things, but I never wanted to try to try to sell the information to people. I'm like, you can't sell this information, man. You got to guarantee you can do this. But it's not like, you know, I can actually start me a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to start a a business called Debt Stump LLC. But you just, again, what you need to do, and I told so many people, because they get screwed when folks say, I'll pay you, I'll pay, they don't pay. I would suggest, people, that you open up a escrow account in both your people's name, both the name that the money's put, money's put in the escrow account where both people's signature has to be on it, and you need to put a UCC on the person you're working for. So now you can do it under your own because now you just added that person as one of your debtors, you know, like your children. That's part of your property. Now you do it under you. Now when the job is done, 
you take them off. And they go on, they, they, they have a, they, well, they either have to come back to you or they're going to ask you what you did so they can learn now. You can say, I won't really charge you. But you could put them <laughs> under you and then you do it under your own self. You get it? Yes, yes, sir. That's why I figure, like, when she signed a, a, a contract with me, like, uh, the power of attorney for me to handle that account. Yeah. It was the credit acceptance. And I asked him for validation of the debt. He was a fair debt collection practice act for my early studies with Ron March and Beverly D. And, um, you know, when they, when they responded, they didn't send me what I asked for. They sent me a, a copy of her payments. Well, again, you need, uh, you know, they always do that. They ask for a true bill in commerce. It's called a true bill in commerce. That's what you want. That shows what's actually owed on there, or again, call the IRS and see if you can get the first 1099 OID when they first open the account up. Wow. Well, we're down to our last three minutes, so we're we running out of time. Okay. We All right, any thank more you, Carl. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Nice talking to you guys again. Okay. Appreciate you. Okay. All right, Myron, okay. give out your information. Okay, yeah. I'm at a, a Skype, a Rice Tech 6557. Uh, you can write, I would prefer you write it in a Word program, and, and that way, you know, I could read it, you know, download it, read it, and write the answers in there and, and put it and send it back to you so that way you get it specific answers or laws or whatever it is that you don't get too much writing space on Skype. Um, that's just about it right now. Um, don't don't mm-hmm. give me no 50 questions. I, I'm not doing that 50 thing. Go, don't, don't go over like three or four questions or something like that. I'm not, I don't have time to do all that. And I was hoping one of them guys who got out of jail this week was supposed to get me a call so we could, I'll be the, He's not going to call me tomorrow. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I told you to call on Sunday. Let the whole world know you're talking to me. Not Right, because we want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I want to let them know. We, I'm not hiding anything. I'm sitting there just telling you what you can go and do your research for, but I bet you there's someone else out there that got a family member or a friend, a husband, a wife, a brother, sister, that's also been in that situation. So, you know, we just, but like I said, they they calling me, talking about allegedly they were got for rape. You know, what are you talking about? Allegedly saying you were raped. How, you raped someone. That, that's like saying I'm half well, are they calling? Are I'm, they calling you from jail? Are they calling yes. you from jail? Well, they yes. know that they're listening, so they don't want to yes. say too yeah. much. I know they're listening to me, but I, you know, keeping a, keep a tax issue. That's the best way because IRS is the best people you can use for your defense. You can write them saying they're keeping me from being an honorable taxpayer by not giving me the information I need. And then they're trying to be a 13909. They're thinking they're tax exempt. They're going to pass it over to me. I've got several people, people, uh, 1099Cs, don't think they canceling the debt. You better read it. It's saying that they are the lender and you are the borrower. And they're trying to p- pass that taxes down to you. You better look. They're not canceling the debt. They're canceling from themselves, but they're giving it to you 
and you and you there's no argument of sending anything back. On the top it says void. You better void it, and you send them an OID on that amount. They did the work for you. Now you know their EIN number. Now you know the amount. You send in the OID and say this is real. This is the real situation, not the C, not the 1099C, and they saying they're dental lenders. No way, Jose. But that's just something mm-hmm. that I've been doing 1099C. They seem to be famous for that. But people thinking, oh, they canceled the debt. You, did you read the document? You didn't read it. How did, how, did, how did they become lenders? You better get that OID where it shows you paying them. That's a, that's a, that's a tough thing to argue when you see the OID where you were the one, you were the payer, and they the reciprocant. Who can argue that? You gonna talk? You gonna cuss the IRS out? You better call them up. They can, they're the one that gave me the record. Okay. And people don't understand the IRS. They are accountants, right? Yes. And their job is to balance the book. When they say you need you're being assessed, what they assessed means that someone took funds out of your estate and no one has paid taxes on it. And all they see is that it came out of your estate, your name, not from them. It came from you. You were the borrower, and the Federal Reserve Bank or the treasurer was the lender. So they coming after you. So, but they know you are the creditor in a way, because they gave you a payment. They gave you a check. So send it back to them. Here's the payment. They sent you the payment. They're giving you the remedy right there. It says payment on the coupon, folks. Payment, not make a payment. It says payment. So Yeah, you do say that. We got one more yeah. hand raised, Mr. Rice. Okay, hand raised. Uh, uh, seven, 708 837. 708. Yes, ma'am. Peace, peace, Miss Uh Mr. Rice, peace, peace to you guys tonight. I, I just want to ask you one question, Mr. Rice. What do you think about assumed name certificate and as 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 opposed to giving you standing so that you can stand in front of these people when they come after you? What do you think about that, sir? Well, again, with I know for a fact the assumed name certificate, again, another certificate. All certificates are for some good. All you have to do is get a superior position on that certificate. I know people who got out of child support because they showed that, that that certificate that they controlled it by registering it to themselves, and they got out of child support in Texas, a couple of them. And I told the guy to come on the radio and tell him, he said, oh, no, no, not till I tell some of my other partners. <laughs> you know, so there's going to be a whole lot of people, women in Texas, fighting and crying and stuff now, because they're going to be getting child support. Now, 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 Mr. Rice, I just want to add one more, a couple of more uh, points to that. Doing business as 220 Minnesota rule, you know, to to take control of your complete name. So when you put it in the affidavit of fact, and then you put that with the affidavit of fact, like for me, I'm indigenous, so I'm saying that I'm from this country. I'm not from Africa. This is my land. I'm an American national, not a sovereign. Like you know, you are sovereign if. Like, for instance, I'm born in Illinois, so, you know, that makes me an Illinoisan, right? So without them taking that, putting me in that U.S. citizen status, because that U.S. citizen status put me in the 10-mile square, which is the the capital of all corporations all over the world, like every last country, like, this blew my mind when I learned this. Like, 
every last, like the District of Columbia, the, the, the three city states, like this is like the Vatican, like we ain't got time to go into this, but this, every mm-hmm. last corporation in the world is registered to the District of Columbia in America, like, and that blew my mind. And every last country in the world got a constitution just like America, and most people don't notice, like, this, and it make you go, hmm, like, who instituted all this at the same time? Like, who are these people? Roman Catholic, Vatican, Akhenazis, like, I'm going to stop right there. We don't want to be in no yeah. trouble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to leave it right there. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I, feel me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah my question is, uh, uh, did you resign? Did, did you resign from voting? Did you pull your voting registration out? I don't. I I ain't voted in like since since, since Obama got in. Like when I peep, when I look, when I find out that the Democratic and the Republican parties are both registered to the same Communist Party. Oh my gosh, I don't vote no more. Like because it's I know. But the point the point is here is that whether you vote or not, it's like it's like someone who get their their driving license suspended. You still ain't out the system. They got you with this in another at another oh, level. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for it's sure. The same for sure. Thing. If you are a voter and you again only vote, voters is for the president and the president, like you said, is a corporation. So if you haven't withdrew your voting, then you are still part of the corporation. Or me, I resign from the state. I am not the the agent for my name anymore. Anytime, and it says that in Michigan law, as a resident or registered agent, I don't, I quit. And anytime they send me a bill, IRS send me a bill, I don't even open it up because it says I'm no longer the address. But, but, but the Mr. Wright, are, are you saying, Mr. Wright, are you saying you're American national? Is that what you're saying to me? Actually, I'm a state national. I, if you, every, every state oh, is a country. the state you was born in, so... Oh, yes. yes, sir. I, not thank you, sir. You not see because that's important. From the state you were born in, that's what gives you your sovereignty. You can't if you're a U.S. citizen, then you you you're subject to the District of Columbia, the federal, municipal, and the territories that they control. Like you, and this is difficult the, because the like thing, we, the biggest thing there is you're dead. You're a piece of paper. A U.S. citizen is that piece of paper. It had nothing to do with the the flesh and blood. The flesh and blood can yes, never be yes. a U.S. citizen. It's a piece of paper that you that they yes. made you into. That's what we're talking about. They took you from a three-dimensional man and woman and made you a, a two-dimensional but piece they of made, paper. They, they, they made you dead. They made you dead they legally. Dead. Like that's why they could do anything because you dead. Like you 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 civil and mortis. Like you like you you ain't got no status because like if like I don't even I'm not trying to get deeper than but. If you just look at the all caps name, the all caps name is the lowest status. Like it's minimus, minima, maximus, media. It's the lowest status of a slave. Like they can do anything to their slave because it's their possession. They own it. Like, and, and you know what? It's so deep. Like because we don't know nothing about the verses. Like, like, like look. Let me still. Uh, let me. Let me preface my 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 life. I stumbled in this shit because I got injured on my job. And then all of a sudden, I was on these medications for pain. So now I'm looking at my bills, and all my bills, all my name is, like, in all capital letters. So I was asking my, my significant other, like, why is my name spelled in all capitals on all these on all these papers? Like, what's going on with this? And so we, we, we had an ongoing argument for, like, six months until finally I was like, okay, I'm going to find out what this shit is about. Because, like, she, she thought I was crazy. 
and she still thinks I'm crazy. I just finished arguing her a minute ago, but it's all right. Anyway, so when I when I looked into the name and, and I found out about Justinian's deception, like this started in, in 16, like it started actually in the, in, in the 1100s, but Justinian's deception, the Roman Catholic Catholic Church ecclesiastical depot trust law, when they put it into effect with the Sestuve trust and the Sestuve trust, because it's two different trusts. And everything is based on the trust. And that's what blew my mind. He's just like, I went to school. And they never teach me nothing about no kind of trust. Like, every, everything is a trust and a contract because a trust is a contract. But a trust is a sacred contract, and it can only be viewed by a certain kind of courts. You have to, certain kind of courts can't even well, be we, 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 we know all of this. Well, that is yeah, really we got that it. We, we got that. But, but, but I'm just saying, a, a, a lot of people might not know because I was a rookie. I didn't know none of this. Like, I didn't know none of this. Well, okay. a lot of people, well, that, me, let me, a lot of people me, that listen to this show for the last two years, they know. Yeah, okay. well, well, let me put it, so let me point you in the direction to help you out. Uh, the, your all-cap name, you know it's a trust. You just said it. It's the birth certificate trust, right? And we're talking about the birth certificate yes, trust, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did, did, did you sign that birth certificate trust? Did you sign it? Did you sign no, that birth no, certificate? No, no, I, 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 I've got my shit authenticated, but I have not signed nothing to nobody. Like, I, no, I, okay. I, I've been playing well, my whole life about signing stuff. If you didn't sign it, I understand. I'm just saying, if you didn't sign that initial birth certificate, then why you keep saying those bills are yours? The bills is in the name of the trust. Oh, oh no. Why don't you send it to the, it to the government? Send your bills see, to the government. That, but see, that's, what, that's where y'all taking me to. Because when I say this to people, they think I'm crazy. Like, since the United no, States Treasury with the fifty six. We're saying it. Just send it to them. It's in they the one that control that birth certificate of trust, not you. You uh, you yes, look sir. up registered agent in your <laughs> state. Look up the term registered agent and you'll see your job. You kill you killing you killing me, Mr. Wright, you kill because everything I sign is agent four. Authorized agent four. Sometimes without prejudice, sometimes man, listen. And I use the pre-cue on the mail with the $1 stamp in the front and the two-cent stamp on the back to close the thing out. To like, like, look, hey, look, look, I learned this stuff, and I'm wondering why I'm learning this stuff. Like, is it really, does it mean anything? Well, but when I send this stuff to people, I don't hear from some people. Like, some people be like, what the hell? And, well, that's a good like, thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. If you don't hear from them, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but see, I want to, my, my whole thing, I want to learn it the right way. That's why, like, Miss Bev, I listen to you on your show with, with, with Robert X. And then, like, I don't really follow Robert X a whole lot, but I always follow you because I followed you from, from a, a long time. But and I, and I wanted you to start breaking this down because, because like, when you tell people about the verses, they think you're crazy as hell. I mean, oh, my gosh. I'm, when I say yeah, it, I'm why is he talking to people? My family about think it, I'm yeah. crazy as hell, yo. We got a whole bunch of young kids. These women, they, they don't protect their kids because they don't protect the person. Because they don't believe it. They think it's. They, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, you learn well, it, we and go. then when they see it happen to you, they'll believe it. Yeah, call back, call back next yeah. Sunday, and we, so we can talk about okay. this later. We don't talk of all time here, I know they shut the oh, yes, off online. Oh, 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 and, and, and thank you, thank you for talking with me, no doubt, because I, I know we passed. Okay, time. thank you, thank you. All right. Okay, thank okay. you for calling in. 
Call back next week. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Peace, peace. All right. All right. It's time to- okay, Mr. Right. Right. Yeah, Beverly, sound like you got a stalker. <laughs> I do. You found you everywhere. <laughs> huh? That's okay. Okay, you follow you everywhere. That's that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, I guess. But anyway, yeah. um, Coach, it was good. I hope you enjoyed. I've been the I've been sitting here. here. I've been sitting here for ten years. This uh, uh my oh, so I should yeah. have some kind of following. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you. You remind me of uh, what's that? Oh, what's that other lady? No, it's longer uh, than ten that, years. Credits mm-hmm. and commerce. What's that? What's that lady name that be doing credits and commerce? She's been around a while too. I can't think of a name now, but you know, mm-hmm. all, all these people. Isn't it confusing to you? What what to do and what not to do? I see why you come so confused. You got so many ideals in your head yeah. subconsciously. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta tap on your subconscious mind bad. It really is because you consciously you got too much information going through you. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. get one and one. I had to go go somewhere to some monastery and, and cross your legs and float above the ground or something <laughs> and, and meditate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One with the plant or one with the wind or the sky and all that because yeah. you got so for you. Anyway, folks, yes, I go. got people talking about technology and politics and this and that. Uh, you're yeah. right, Mr. Rice. You're right. You gotta have. Well, me we appreciate you. All right. I'll see you later, folks. Goodbye. Peace okay. and love, folks. Thank you. Thank everybody for listening. And uh, I might be on tomorrow. I'm not sure what what uh, Dr. Robert X is doing. So check in and see if we are on tomorrow. If not, I'll play uh, one of his old shows. So thank you for listening. Peace and love. Let's start with hope. I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone. The ripples one, son of a gun. Some would not have thought so. But I stand here, Commander-in-Chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave In reaction to what I tried to do A rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Writing the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekend Pat him on the back and send him on through No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue Is this the best we can be? Seriously Let's talk of fear And why I don't bring it in here It's a dangerous word Spooks the herd And we all bleed in the stampede Fear makes a false friend indeed And I can't 
Why not take our time for the weight of this story? Seriously. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the Chief Identity Champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.